0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Christopher Hall Show, and I'm excited to welcome to the program, Dr. Christopher Hall. Dr. Hall, how are you? Thank you again for your service on the front lines, keeping us safe while people like our guest and myself uh, can uh, know that we have someone that could help us if we end up getting COVID. So uh, go ahead and introduce our guest. And I'm excited about the product we're going to talk about today. Go ahead, Dr. Hall.
2: Wow. Well, no no problem. No problem. I'm very excited about our guest today. Wow. Well, you know, I'm very excited to uh, introduce an American songwriter, a singer, a rapper, television personality and entrepreneur. I'd like to welcome to the show, Ray J. Welcome to the show, Ray J. Thank
3: you. I'm changing my title. I'm changing my my, my business title. I'm calling IMDB. I am just a hard worker. I'm not an artist. (laughs) I'm not a celebrity. I'm not an entrepreneur. I just,
1: I'm a hard worker see i love when i hear you say that you're a hard worker because that's the key component you know you're you have certain things you've worked hard to get to but you know you got to work even harder to get to the next level wouldn't you agree you have to and your whole team has to feel
3: the same way and if not you have to stay on your team because if not just being prepared for everything i know the old saying success and opportunities together create create mega wait well no it's um Success comes when opportunity meets preparation. There you
1: go. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. All right, Dr. Hall, what's the first question? Then we want to talk about the product and everything. I'm excited to learn about it. So we've got Dr. Hall for the first question for Ray J.
2: Wow, with no problem. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm really um, interested to find out, um, Ray J, how did you actually um, uh, come up getting involved with uh, Raycon?
3: Well, uh, I started a scooter business um, about seven years ago. It's called Scooty Bike. Um, And uh, that's kind of how I got my start uh, in electric transportation and marketing in that division. And um, over the years, I just, you know, I I, I appreciate my company uh, starting that way because you make kind of all the mistakes and you kind of learn what to do and what not to do starting the first company. Um, And so uh, from doing all of that, uh, then came Raycon. Uh, one of my close friends introduced me to Ray Lee, who's our CEO out of New York, and we just our conversation was right. His price point was perfect. Like he's like, I understand where you're going with the bikes, and the price is good for that genre. But how about selling a product that's worldwide, that can go global, that everybody can afford? And um, so we just started jotting through a bunch of different products, and we had about 13 SKUs, and the earbuds. They started to speak to me, man. The numbers started to speak to us, you know, and we were in a time where earbuds were not. It's like right now, earbuds are making their break. Now, everybody's really getting involved before about three and a half, four years ago was still the wild, wild west. So we got in early. Prices was high. I'm for the customer. I'm for the people. Let's put seventy nine ninety nine on a product and let's go out and get customers what they deserve.
1: Exactly. And we're going to get to that for sure. But I think what you as an entrepreneur, when you make a decision to put your name on something and be part of something, what do you need to know? Because I'm sure everyone comes and hits you up all the time saying, I want you to represent this product. I want you to invest. I want you to be a shark. I want you to be part of this. How do you kind of come up with what really fits your your brand and who you are?
3: Well, when I first started, I I used to like to create a lot and and brainstorm with a lot of people and come up with these different concepts and businesses that we would kind of build from the ground up and kind of put the training wheels on. And then I started to realize that it takes so much more to branding and having a successful business. So you can't have 10 startups that you're trying to start up and expect one of them to be successful. So I stopped doing that and I just started focusing on what was important. And that was the one or two companies that had all my time that had the possibility to being, you know, a super successful company. So now I know what it really takes. It takes a team. It takes a team. I'm, I'm one of the best strategic marketers in the world. I don't think anybody can fade me in strategic marketing, but acquisition marketing is a different thing. Being a great CEO is a, is a, is a job within itself. CFO, CMO, you need experts. If you want to have a really big company, you need to hire these experts that believe in the product, believe in you, but also know what they're doing. And if you have that, if there's a company that comes to me and says that, this is in line and I'm reading through who everybody is and, you know, all of the resumes and, and I go, wow, this is a powerhouse. This could be, that's when I know that it could be possible. Other than that, I don't have time to go to the extreme, like my cousins are working a project and then, you know, my, my baby brother's doing it. Right. I've done that. And, and, yeah. and, it, and I've been it, there and done that too. Are. Yeah. I've done it. But once you get past it, you have to now start trying to get past where you are now.
1: You want to hire people and Dr. Hall, this is a key component as I, he, we definitely want to go to the next question from Dr. Hall, but you got to hire the right people that are better than you, that are better than you in specific areas. So you yes. can move forward and grow. And that's what I'm doing now, but I also want to do it even better. And it's just a that's process. the best you advice anybody you learn. can have. You that's learn. it. That's, that's the key, you know? All right, Dr. Hall, next question, please.
2: Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, know, that's awesome, awesome, Ray J. Now, tell me this. You know, what are, what are the goals for uh, this company, uh, Ray J? What are the goals? Yes. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Okay, so we're in our fourth year.
3: The first, uh, the first year we did uh, a little under eight million in sales. The second year we did uh, around thirty-six. Last year we did, we did over uh, a little over seventy-two or seventy-three. Like I'm a little bit off, but I'm right there. Uh, so we have, I say to people we went platinum, right? Raycon yes. Global's platinum, because I'm a music artist, right? So people understand that word. But we have over one million customers now and growing. It took us 30 months to get to one million customers. It'll take us 10 months to get to two million customers. So we're we're, we're scaling, we're growing fast. And so now it's just time for us to kind of focus on our repeat buy, focus on getting a partner that can help us, you know, take it to the next level, because um, we we're 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 growing. But to have somebody else that knows what they're doing that's bigger than us, that's, that's smarter than us, that's that can give yes, us all the tools we need, I think together we can be crazy, so um, you know, for us, it's just continuing to scale the company, but make sure we're profitable, of course um, and that's it for this, you know, I have albums coming, I have television shows that's on right now, um, the VH1 show is coming on in a couple of weeks, it's called Couples Retreat, we just dropped another show I got three shows on Zeus, you know, yeah. so I can run down everything <laughs> I have But my main important focus is Raycon Global and making sure that we reach the top.
1: Now, when you talk about the earbuds, I'm I'm wearing them all the time for just my iPhone right now for one reason, Clubhouse. I know you've heard about the phenomenon of now everyone going on these different apps and living on them 24-7. You always want great sound. But when I was hearing more about this product, it blew me away of what it's giving you in this process. So explain a little bit more of the product and stuff. The, the product. Um, well, the
3: product we have, you know, we have over 10 colors. Um, a lot of people just go with black um, or maybe white. For us, I mean, like for me, I will wear the burgundy. I would go with the all burgundy, you got blue, black. Why gold. you go? you got red. Now I think I'll do the kind of red. Yeah, no, nah, I'll do the red, right. right? So you can literally have a closet of earbuds that go with all the colors. Um, the sound is great you know all our different skews we have an E55 we have an E25 the E25 has a little more low end E55 has a little more mid that gives you that kind of mainstream sound Um, and so for us to just give you different styles different twists you have all your favorite celebrities supporting it they love it and also beyond all of that the the right thing is that the price is on point at $79.99. Don't get me wrong. I love Apple. Apple, hopefully one day we'll do business. Hopefully one day <laughs> people will take us off the ground like you did with Beats. Okay, I know that. But right now, the prices is high. they high. And we can yes. help you at Wayfine Globe. $79.99. Boom!
1: Yeah, and then so that makes it affordable, but the product is, is comparable to all the products, and it's a great product. And that's the thing. that you, you listed six different things that makes your product really great that was in the press release kind of describing some of those you talked about the price point but other parts that that makes i mean and it's real
3: man i've seen people do interviews and it's kind of like the scripted thing that they go through this is real man we built this from the ground up we're 100 bootstrap uh and it's it's, it hasn't been easy you know we're, we're all in this one one small unit and i got some i really got some killers on my team shout out to ray lee shout out to roman shout out to rob shout out to daniel sung and and the whole squad mr lee everybody i'm learning a lot from so many different cultures that have so much more for me to know the value are, is there. And I'm listening. I'm humble and I'm listening.
1: Dr. Hall is from Alabama, but grew up in LA and Dr. Hall, how important it is for areas that for people to afford a product that's affordable to everyone? I think that's important. Isn't it? Dr. Hall. If yeah, Dr. Hall-
2: that's very yeah. important. And, uh, and, um, so no, I, yeah. Um, what you were saying there was, I was, yeah, Born in um, Los Angeles, California, but now live in uh, Mobile.
3: So man, you got that. Listen, you, you,
2: you got that good, good,
3: huh? You got that old we over there. What? Well, no, you, you gotta
2: hook me up with well, now, the, have... now it's, Uh, the sciences, but uh, anyway, it's clearing up. But yeah, I mean, it's important that you have a product that is affordable for all different sections of society, and particularly since some of them are on the um the lower level, so.
3: Yeah, you got yeah, that loud over
2: there, important. I see. I see you got that loud. <laughs> <laughs> Ray J. well, I love having him on the show as, as a guest. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, so now, Reggie, so it, the well, ultimate goal for you. Hopefully I'll, bridge the gap. hopefully I'll bridge the gap
3: between youngsters that like to live life and, and, and enjoy themselves and, and what we call it is, you know, being lit or turned up. You know, you can do that. You know, you can balance that out with being professional and on time. And, and really living your life and pitching your idea from who you are. You know, don't change the language. Don't change how you, how you talk. Don't change
1: how you dress. Just make sure the product, the customer service, or the plan is just undeniable. Exactly. That's the key component. So where can we go find it right now, Ray J? Where can we go? Rayconglobal.com. Go to rayconglobal.com.
3: Get you some earbuds. That's it. Raycon Global. R-A-Y, of course. If you see anything with Ray in it, you're going to see my, my shadow with the Y and I'm like this. I love
1: it. I love it. But Ray see, your enthusiasm. Con, but, we just went platinum. Yeah, exactly. Over so, earbuds independently. Okay. Boom. I love your enthusiasm, man. And that's important as an entrepreneur, isn't it? To have that enthusiasm, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm coming for everybody, y'all. All y'all marketers out there, you know what I'm saying? Professional,
3: friendly competition is healthy for all businesses. So I'm
1: coming for you. All right, well, fantastic. And Dr. Hall, go ahead and summarize Ray, Ray J right now and tell us. But I just impl- I'm just blown away by your excitement and your enthusiasm. And it's all about. But all these other projects are happening before Dr. Hall summarizes you. So what and else? And it's honest, up? man. I'm honest. Yeah, I'm yeah. That's what I love. It. You're honest. You're down to earth. But tell us to, some major things coming up. Other projects, just to tell us. I know you want to promote. Rap, but yeah, also so I got
3: show. um. So Raycon Global again, every week on Monday nights we've been dominating VH1. We had the number. We've been having the number one show on cable in our in our in our time slot for over ten years. You know, um, this new show we have is called Couples Retreat. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, it has some new stars on it. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a game changer. Uh, my wife and I have been through a lot, and so we go on a show where we're trying to get our life together. Um in relationship together and it it, it 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 don't end up the way everybody might have thought, at least on the show it's crazy. Tune in, vh one, shout out to whole Viacom. Viacom, you've been great to us. Shout out to Viacom CBS. Um again, we also have um we also have three shows on the Zeus Network. Viacom don't kill me. It's my other people. We trying to come <laughs> up too. It's my young people. We we know what I'm saying. We doing we're doing big numbers at Zeus Network. The Bad Girls Club new franchise is coming. We just kicked off the new franchise for a chance. It's called One More Chance. It was one of the biggest shows out at the time. And then, of course, the conversation. And, and with all of these shows, my wife and I are executive producing it together. We are partners in everything television. That's baby. I love you, baby. Love you, baby. And then shout out to my little ones. Shout out to Melody and Epic. I got a two-year-old and a one-year-old. Ooh, ooh. Daddy loves you. Daddy, that's who. Daddy. That's who? Well, That's thanks again, Ray who? J. Appreciate it. We
1: can follow you on all different social media too. What social appreciate media? I appreciate that. All right. See you. All, right. all right. Cheers, all right, cheer. Cheers all right. to a good life. 2021. Pasta all right. Five. Thanks Ray J. Take care. All right. Love Ray Con. All, right. all right, man. Neil Haley here. Lensec has been a sponsor of the Neil Haley show and Total Media Network for around a year and a half. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Lensec. Lensec has been a pioneer in IP security videos since 1998. The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K-12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop Enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software, Perspective VMS. Lensex Enterprise Level Video Management Software, Perspective VMS, is a browser based software that streams and captures IP security camera video. The latest version of PVMS uses HTML5 Hi everyone, and welcome to Living a Legacy. And I'm excited to welcome to the program, Eric Couch. Eric, what's going on, man? I know you're pumped up about this guest, and I've talked to him before. He's awesome, and one of your movies that he was in is your favorite. I know that for sure. Absolutely, Neil. Uh, you know, today we've got we've got Hercules,
0: right? Strongest man on the planet. Um, but even more so, one of my favorite actors from a movie called God's Not Dead, Kevin Sorbo. Kevin, welcome to the show.
4: Welcome, but I got better ones. I got Let There Be Light, and I got What If and Soul Surfer, because I'm going to throw those in the batch too, buddy. Okay. That's right. And we got a new one we're going to talk
0: about today that looks really cool. I'm excited, man. Yeah, The
4: Girl believed in Miracles. We had a great time. We shot in Guthrie, Oklahoma, where I'm filming another movie right now, actually. It's called, it's the Reagan movie with Dennis Quaid. So Guthrie's turned into a little hotbed for
0: filming movies. That's great. And, and, you know, it's amazing to see, uh, you know, the people that you've enjoyed in movies over the years, right, to find out about their faith and to see movies of faith coming through that, that, that we can get behind and cheer, right? I, I want to cheer for a lot of movies, but, you know, a story when some of them came out, they were like, yeah, they weren't quite. And, and that's where, you know, for me and, and, and many, many others, you know, God's Not Dead, it's, it just really came to life um and and brought really the whole country and and it's it's the, the way movies are going now and, and we're bringing in people that hey i hadn't heard of some of the ones originally years and years ago um but like i know kevin Sorbo, i know um you know mr quaid and it's like man this is really cool to kind of bring things together and go i didn't know that guy was a believer i didn't know i didn't know this and, and this is a really good storyline and it's got an amazing message Uh, So it's, you know, it's exciting times.
4: Yeah, it is exciting times. Yeah. I mean, you look at everything that's going on in the world right now and the people are looking for answers. People are tired of all the hate and the anger and divisiveness yeah. and the fear. I mean, the fear that's out in the world right now with this pandemic, perpetuated by the mainstream media and these Absolutely. And, and everybody's like afraid to look at each other. I mean, I go into the grocery stores here in, in Florida. I don't wear a mask. People look at me like I'm the walking dead. They just run, run away. <laughs> and that's what's going on with, 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 our, with the, uh, the mainstream media. And I'm, I'm uh, telling people, you know, have some faith, have some faith that we're going to survive this. We've survived pandemics before that we're always around different viruses and different things. We need to band together. We need to get rid of, like I said earlier, the anger and the hatred out there. We need to get, right. we need to have as much passion as they do on that side, on our side, without the anger, without the destruction. Right. We need, we need to, we need to go after people with, with faith and hope and love and laughter and things that are positive instead of negative because people are looking for that right now. And a movie like this delivers that.
1: Absolutely. absolutely, And Eric, I think that's the thing that makes you excited to interview people like this for Living a Legacy is that Kevin's living that legacy by, again, going from Hollywood to these types of films that are grossing huge amounts of money, Eric. You know that. And Kevin knows that for a fact. You know, but, absolutely. You know,
4: it's, it's interesting because I did a, movie, a little movie called uh, Let There Be Light that Sean Hannity funded. And we it was in theaters for about, for about four months, it did pretty darn well. And I got a call from Netflix right after opening weekend because we opened number two per screen average against Thor Ragnarok, a $300 million movie. Right, right. And Sony said, hey, we want to jump on board of this as well. But Netflix said, we love what you're doing. Let's give a talk and maybe open an inspirational division here at Netflix. So I met with Netflix three times in the Hollywood offices. We had great meetings, great discussions. And I said, look, there's 80 million households out there that want this kind of product. You're called show business. Why are you ignoring that? And it's weird. It's it. We we have created something so strange and such a weird divide now between people and their ideologies and things that we're not really we're not really being being really logical about things. And I you know there, like I said, there's 80 million households out there. I used to get stopped all the time because of Hercules and Andromeda. I get stopped 85 percent of the time now. People through airports, hotel lobbies, and say, hey. I love what if God's not dead soul surfer. Do you have other movies like that? Please keep right. making it. We're, we're with you. We're with you. So there's a large audience out there that wants these kind of things. And I've been very blessed the last 10, 11 years to be doing this movies. In fact, I I'm directing the next left behind movie. We start filming in July and yeah. uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It's been a long time to get that rope one off the blocks and uh, I'm doing the Reagan movie right now. Dennis Quaid as well. Mm-hmm. I'm playing pastor in that movie. And, uh, I've got another movie that um, we're doing that uh, is going to be uh, a faith-based Western called trailblazers. So I hope, uh,
0: I hope we can keep making these movies because people want them. People do want them. Um, people do want them every day. And, and we're looking for exactly what you talked about, Kevin, right? Which is why Neil and I started the show is there's so much negativity. Yeah. And how do we bring some hope how do we turn off the TV and go back to being with our families? How do we, you know, when we've got it on, get something that encourages us and, and lets us have a conversation, right? Um, well, I think, Tell us about, no, go, yeah. ahead. go ahead. Well, just, you know, tell us about, you know, some of the key takeaways that you've had of, of stories that you've heard from people that have watched some of these movies um, and the impact that it's had, you know, conversations families have.
4: You know, what, you know what's interesting? The first time it really hit me was about a year after God's Not Dead came out. Right? My family and I, we were in uh, Salt Lake City. We'd gone for a little ski trip. We were on our way back home. And this woman walks up to me. And she had a beautiful 7, 8-year-old daughter with her. And she said, I wear a heavy accent. She said, are you Kevin Sorbo? And I could tell by the accent. And, you know, it, 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 her look, I said, she's got to be Middle East. And I said, where are you from? Right. She's originally from Iraq. She goes, but I saw your movie, God's Not Dead. And I, I was born oh, wow. a Muslim, but I became a Christian because of your movie." yeah Which is incredible and that was the beginning i get that quite a bit from people now i even had had atheists come up to me and say you know dude friend of mine's a christian i wouldn't see your movie or that movie or whatever yeah i thought it was pretty good i thought it had a good message i don't think the way you do but here's the thing i like doing movies my my, my next movie that's done in the can coming out is called it's called miracle in east texas true story set in 1930 it's in the vein of green book and blindside where the message mm-hmm. is there but it's not hitting you over the head. I don't want to preach to the choir. I want the choir to support the right. movie do. But, you know, we're called The Harvest, right? So I'm hoping that movies like this and The Girl Who in, Believes in Miracles, and I hope it's a type of movie that makes people stop and think a little bit because we need more love and laughter and, and lightness in our, in our lives. And I, I like to do movies where people can look at the character or any characters and say, I know someone like that or I'm like that. So um, that's what, uh, you know, I, I, I love doing these movies. I call them actors' movies because yes. it's not all about visual. Effects, you know. I like well, a good Avengers movie. Too, but the reality is, <laughs> yeah. I'll never be Hercules. You guys know Superman or Thor. I like to do movies about right. real
0: people and real situations. Well, but you you make a you make a valid point there, and I think that's probably what hit for me big is you know, um, and, and not to keep going back to God's not dead, but you know, you you brought the character to life as the professor, you know, as the as the atheist professor, yeah. and. And you portrayed him well, you didn't sugarcoat it, you know, so that the, so that the atheist that's watching it can be like, yeah, that's me. Right. And that's what, that's what theater is about is that people can be that. And, and, you know, you, you need to have that protagonist in the antagonist state that really does fit the character and goes all in for who they are so that it's believable. And I think that's, that was what for me transitioned to go, man, that's why I like this movie is because. That guy's believable. Right. Um, and 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 friends that that don't have the faith can go. Yeah. And that guy's going to win. Yeah, right. He's exactly. won so many times. And then for and, and for it not to just flip flop and automatically, but but it's like there's this dialogue that gets you there and helps to have that discussion.
4: Well, that's um, it was so well written. I mean, those guys did such a yeah. great job that script, really, and I know people like that. I I, I laughed when yeah. you said atheist he college professor because I tell people that's redundant. All you have to say is college <laughs> professor.
1: But Absolutely. You know what, Eric well, and Eric, I was blown away by the movie the movie trailer. So, ca- kind of, yeah. What were your thoughts, Eric? And then go to the question. Well, for Kevin. yeah, yeah, and that's exactly
0: we're on the same page here. You know, tell me, tell me about. I still believe in miracles, and and, um. You know, I watched the I watched the trailer. I'm not going to take you know steal the thunder from uh, you guys, but it was a really powerful um, you know message going on there of just faith. So so give us a little backstory there.
4: Well, you know this this uh, this is a little girl who really believes. You know she she hears the message of uh, the, the power of healing. You know she yeah. she learns the message about the faith has you know the the, the, the if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you, which was the original title, you can move around. And this little girl just, she takes that and believes in it uh, all the way through. And things start happening in her life, even though she's going through a a life-threatening illness, she's going through a period where she goes, uh, you know, I, I believe this. I believe that this is so true. When she starts praying and things start happening, it's not like she's walking on water. You know, she's not healing... Uh, you know somebody who's who's a leper or something like that but things happen in her life and people start questioning what's going on and I played a doctor that's there to try to help her and heal her and he's a doctor that's kind of I don't think he's really an atheist he's more of an agnostic type of guy and he just you know he's the guy who believes in the science and he doesn't really buy into it until more and more things happen until the end of the movie and his eyes are open but um Mm -hmm. you know Mira Sorvino's awesome this homie Peter Coyote uh we, we had a, just a, a really wonderful cast in this, and it was just a fun to be part of it, and uh, it was just easy going. Everybody was just so professional, and there was no, you, you don't get the, the, a lot of times you get on sets, there's always some sort of uh, friction that goes on between one or two people that can ruin it for everybody else on the set, but this was an easy set to work on, and uh, I hope people see it. I think it opens the weekend of April 2nd, so it's coming up very shortly. So uh, Yeah,
0: Easter have- weekend.
4: Yeah, I encourage people to go check it out and check their local theaters to see where they can see it in their hometown.
1: Great time
0: to have a message, a message about faith and encouragement, man.
1: Yeah. Eric, I can't believe it's a year a year it. since like I'm thinking this the whole everything since the pandemic and it's hit. But that's just great again for films like this. And I'm looking forward to this Easter for mm-hmm. sure, especially well, to be able to worship compared to last year where it was just really, really tough. All. Yeah, things yeah. you
4: know things are opening up I, I mean like i said i got these four movies lined up and i got speaking events happening again i leave next week for virginia i'm speaking at a pro-life event um what a great place to do it where a governor believes you can kill a baby after birth i'm there to tell this guy he's a bozo and uh so it's gonna be yeah. uh, we got a good battle on our hand with these with these people that think killing human beings is okay so i'm a big proponent Agreed. of life
3: all right.
1: Well, that proves he's a living, a legacy
0: for sure. Eric. So yes. that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, Kevin, uh, you know, one thing that this shows about is, 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 called living a legacy, right? Um, with the idea that, that, you know, we talk with a lot of what's considered celebrities, but celebrities and amazing people, how they use their influence to impact the world around them, which is exactly what you're doing in these movies, which is exactly what you're doing in the speaking engagement is using your influence to impact the world. Um, and we're, and we're grateful that you're doing that. So one of the questions that we love to ask is, you know, when it's all said and done, whether it's, whether it's you're in business with family, faith, whatever, how do you want to be remembered?
4: Uh, somebody who didn't let fear control their life. Somebody that wasn't afraid to, uh, you know, put, put his hand in the fire and fight back for the things that he knows is right. And uh, I, I'm incredibly grateful, actually, for my very first faith-based movie that I did called What If, the same writers that did God's uh-huh. not dead shot yeah. with uh, dallas jenkins is doing the chosen right now because that really opened the door for me to really want to be part of uh the legacy of leaving behind wonderful family movies that's yeah. be out there forever and have a positive impact on people instead of a negative one there's so much anger and hate and violence on movies out there right now um i want to do movies that people can relate to and uh, and laugh and cry and uh cry in a good way cry because they, yeah. they know in their heart they're being touched and uh, they're being moved so uh, hopefully i can do that for uh, many many more years down the road
1: absolutely eric absolutely. what a great guest uh, kevin again the movie comes out easter week right in april yeah. first week in april and uh you can find information on the movie where eric and i mean kevin where, where can we connect with the movie it's at the theater it's uh,
4: right. Go to look, go to look, go to, uh, You know, I I mean, I need from Monique. I wish we, maybe she can send you the the. Um, I I don't have the website. I, I don't but know. That, I'll just I'll, I'll cut that
1: out. Don't worry. Just but I appreciate you coming by. Everyone needs to check out the movie again. And I uh, appreciate Absolutely. you stopping by, Kevin. And thanks right. for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for thanks, thanks for joining for us. Weekend, All guys. Right. All right. Too. Okay, All guys. Right. That was Thank living legs.
5: celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download Celebrity Slots today.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Light in the Morning podcast. I'm excited to welcome the program. Margo Lemark. Margo, how are you? And uh, last time, we really talked about these meditation strategies. Are you feeling relaxed today, Margo? Of course. (laughs) Thanks. Yes, I am. Thanks to all your strategies for sure. Well, today we're going to kind of take people down part of what your book was about. And that really is about when you lose a loved one, how you keep that loved one's uh, memory alive, especially what happens in this process, Margo, is someone passes away and you're just not prepared to remember them not prepared what to do how to do it in a way that really celebrates their life in a way you're just rushing through everything the, the funeral i think about it when my father passed a year and a half ago the funeral the whole everything in between we're going to rush 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 through everything and then wow it's over now we have that memory when my, i think of my father at certain times during the day or during the week, it just, it pops up, but how do we do it in a better way to kind of really remember their life and really be prepared?
5: Right. Yeah. It's a really, really good question, Neil. Um, The main thing is, you know, it, it often takes us by surprise when someone dies, sometimes it doesn't, but either way it's really important to grieve just to really grieve that person because there, there is, Never a moment when we're more authentic than when our heart is broken open in grief, because it's a total integration of mind and body and emotion. We're we're just all in it, and and we are broken open, and it, and it is such an opportunity um, to really, to, as you say, remember that person. But the way we do it is to grieve properly, and what I mean by that is. Um, the first thing we need to do and we don't do it very well especially in this country is we need to take some time when someone dies we need to kind of go off on our own we need to go into our room or go to a park or go somewhere for a couple of days and just let ourselves grieve you know you you talked about you know we're, we're right on to the funeral and everything and we are but it, and we don't really take time to be alone with our grief and with that person and and it's really important to do it so so that's the first thing I can say is we need to really take time to be with that person and wow. the that person is still around that person that person just left. it's not like they've disappeared completely they they're there they're there very strongly right then, and you need to be with them and you know there's a process that happens when we grieve. When, you know, when someone dies, we find, I'm sure when you're, you experienced this when your father died, that we find ourselves sort of staring off and intentionally trying to see them in our mind as we remember them, or um, as a specific memory, their laugh, their voice, or maybe the last, thing they said to us, or we relive those last moments with them or something. But we intentionally do that. We draw it into our mind and we really remember certain things about that person. And that is such an important thing to do because what that does is it integrates that person into our heart. They just kind of take a new place in us, deep in our heart. And then After we do that, you know, the grieving subsides a little bit and then all of a sudden another memory comes up and we're crying over another memory and we're intentionally bringing them into our mind again and seeing them again and that memory that we have and that brings them into our heart the grieving subsides again and then another memory comes up and we find ourselves staring off trying to trying to relive that memory and that is that is really the process of grieving i think everybody can relate to that and it's really an important process because that what happens after doing that over and over and over again the grieving actually starts to subside a little bit um and then once they're fully integrated in our heart, they've been sort of reorganized in our heart, then they're alive in us. They, they will never leave us. They're in a whole different relationship within us. And that's, a real, that's the process of grieving. And it's a really important one because someone once said, um, I, I don't remember the quote exactly, but they, the quote was something like, when does someone die when they are forgotten? Right. And so it's important not to forget them and this is a process of not forgetting them is just allowing that grieving and those memories to be rearranged in our heart. And so that's why grieving is really important when people when people try to not grieve, they just try to be strong or something instead. That's exactly. uh uh-uh, uh that that's not the right uh uh-uh. uh. They close the person out actually.
1: You're closing the person it's out. It's really so you, interesting. Yeah, so
5: yeah, really you close thinking, out that the right. integration of memory,
1: and so you're kind of making sure that that person's not a, gone. Then you're really looking and focusing on the memory of that person. And what ways do you remember them? How, how, give me some strategies of ways that we could, like you talked about, just knowing that they're still with us, they haven't really left us. It's still early in the process, and then you really grieve. But what ways can you grieve? What what good are good strategies? Yeah, well,
5: yeah the first strategy is what I'm talking about. Just let yourself stare off and remember you know because that that's that integration process. That's the first step that happens when we're grieving. You know we're sad, we're crying our eyes out, and then we, we we you know we we find ourselves staring off and and so that's the first thing is is allow yourself to go through that just just incorporating all those memories that that's that's the important thing I'm talking about that about. but after that, you know certainly. Um, you know, people build little memorials to people. They, you know, put things on Facebook, they put a, a collage together, they might make a book of their memories. You know, people have memorial services where people talk and, and um, tell stories and, and things like that. And though that that's another whole different level, you know, that that's, that's more that that comes more um that comes after the grieving process, not, not, not after, but that that comes after this main grieving process is over because once that's over, then you want to start to celebrate that person and remember them in different ways. When my brother died, I wrote the book. That was my memorial to my brother. And so people do really beautiful things for the people they love. And you don't have to do something like you don't have to write a book, but, but you know, um, a memorial service is a is a really yes. good way that people remember people, you know. And I think anything you can put together, any little collage of pictures, any, put their picture out, whatever, just to kind of remind you of them, it, it's all really good. It, and, and it should be done. It should yeah, be done. Yeah,
1: and so any type of memory to a memorial, to a video of the funeral, and then a mi- video memories of that person to as you said writing a book so that's a great strategy and and i think that that's the thing that a lot of young people today are doing is more of a cap a capsule of of something like where you put all the different artifacts to that person's life and pictures and different things but don't just let it oh it just happened now let's forget about it let's keep it going so we can discuss it and remember and look back not forget
5: Exactly. Yeah, my brother put a beautiful video together after my other brother died. And that video he sent to all of his friends and all of us. And that video, it's just, it's sort of, I mean, what is five minutes or something. And and it's just beautiful because it's got videos of when he was a little kid and, and then little excerpts of when he got older. And it's his whole life in this little five minute video. And I'm telling you, that was priceless. We, we all look at that and laugh and cry still, you know, it's just such a beautiful tribute to someone. And so, you know, you, you kind of, I, I think a good way to think about it is how would you like people to remember you? Like if you died nice. right now, what, what would be really cool that, that someone did to remember you, you know, and think of it that way. Like, what would you like to have done for you? You know, that, that might be one way to look at what you would do for someone after they've died. So let's look at,
1: Uh, as you said you had a couple strategies what's the other strategy yeah how many strategies do you have for us today
5: well i I don't have a lot of strategies it's just sort of general concepts like i'm talking about but but there is one more important thing i want to say
1: important i guess one more thing yes for us to remember yes
5: yeah 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 um when people die it's a really interesting psychology that the people alive have. They feel like they can't be happy anymore. And whenever they think of the person, they can't be happy. And because it's it's a disservice to the person or something like that. I think we've all seen that. I've seen that. And a lot of people were 10 years later when they talk about the person, they, they, they can't be happy. You know what I mean? They They feel like the person wouldn't think they love them or something. So here's what I have to say about that um it's really important to grieve because it allows the soul to know that they're deeply loved but it's also important that the grieving subside so that the soul knows that they are not a drag on your life and that is really important so that's why i'm talking about this grieving process because when you go through the process you and you really let yourself go through these memories and you you know do whatever you have to do and just just incorporate them into your heart and you let yourself just cry and and you go through it that grieving then does subside and you need to let it subside because that soul doesn't they're going to look down and go oh my god i've ruined their life that's the worst thing you can do so at one point in a natural point will come Come, let that natural point come where, where the grieving subsides and, and then be happy. Because here's what happens with the depth of grief you have, shows the depth of love you had for that person. And when that grieving is all sort of processed properly, that depth will turn into joy. That big hole in your heart yes. will, will, instead of being sorrow, is going to be joy. And that's going to be the gift from that person who passed.
1: All right. So the best place to connect with you is go to your website, correct?
5: Yes. Lightinthemorning.com. M O U R N I N G.
1: And also they can check out your book on Amazon, but I think that also yep. just really the powerful information you're able to give people, especially when they lose a loved one to be able to go through these steps Really great ideas and I appreciate it, Margo. So I guess next time I, I kind of want to dive deeper into the process of grieving because I think okay. that the, the, the grieving process is, it can become dynamic, not just, it just happened, but years later, if you're not over it. Yes. Why, why? Yes. Why? Especially if it was so abrupt and sudden, let's talk about that. Right. Podcast. Okay, good. All right. All right, Margo. Okay, that was the light of the morning podcast, guys. Take care.
6: Hey, everyone. Welcome to your beautiful day on the Gratitude Radio Network. I'm your host, Jen Mogg, Mother of Gratitude. And with me today, as you know, is Neil Haley. Hello, Neil.
1: Hey, how are you, Jen? Excited about our guests because here's the thing that really you look at, especially during the pandemic. How do we get a job? How do we find work in a very challenging environment for companies that are not looking to invest during this time period and find the right job for you? So who's our guest today?
6: Well, this is really one of of those things during the pandemic, and we're still feeling it. It's very relevant in our time. Um, And I'm very thankful that we have today's guest with us because his area of expertise is unemployment re-employment. Um, he's a HarperCollins author and founder of one of America's oldest nonprofit organizations that focus solely on the job of research progress process. Um, and that is Damian Burkle. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Jen. It's great to uh, to be here. And Neil, thank you too. Absolutely. So let's just jump real quick to Damian and then Jen will catch up on the process. Now, how does this happen to really look at finding people employment. How did this mission start?
7: This mission started after I relocated uh, from my home 500 miles uh, and worked for a a great company for three years. Then the corporation sold it and uh, 92 of us were all marched out on the uh, same day. And the issue that I face is I I travel 60% of the time and uh, except for a few people at church, I, I really didn't know uh, anybody, uh, and I called around, chamber of commerce and churches and what have you. And there, there, there were two reactions. One was either shock, or the other one was laughter, because there was uh, no such thing as a as a group, uh, kind of like an Al-Anon for the unemployed. And what I mean by that is, you're you're not sick when you're out of work, but you do need emotional support and the job searching tips, tools, and techniques to move forward. But there was no place like that. And uh, believe it or not, I uh, ended up uh, going back to work for a different division of the company. And um, at that point, my third second commercial would have been, he went from pots and pans because I started as a sales associate in housewares and worked my way all the way up to a senior buyer to mops, brooms, and brushes because I got recruited to come to uh, North Carolina to work for Fuller Brush to then what was my newest area of expertise, which was bras and panties. And um, what I uh, sold my boss on was transferable skills. I said, a buyer is a buyer, uh, regardless of what the uh, area was. And of course, I got the job. But once I got back to the job, I got this nagging feeling because I had made a promise to never forget what it was like to be unemployed. Right. And so after landing back in the new position, getting comfortable, confident that I could proceed um, I went to the president of, of the company and I said, Listen, I, I don't want to set myself up for conflict of interest, but I want to start this nonprofit where people can come talk about how they feel, learn how to find a job, and OPS, oh, we don't want to charge for it. And he said, Absolutely. And um, that started in 1992 and uh, has gone on every Thursday night, uh, now on Zoom, uh, except on Thanksgiving, Christmas, and, uh, and New Year's. And uh, it's been a uh, wonderful experience for me and one that's, uh, that's very humbling too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we've had uh, single mothers, uh, we've had uh, administrative assistants, we've had uh, mother-daughter, husband, wife, um, grandfather, grandchild, uh, because in, in my mind, um, professional is, is how you think and how you feel. It doesn't make any difference what you do for a living. So yes, Jen, the answer is yes.
1: Now, thinking about this in so many ways, how do you, as a nonprofit, how do you keep the doors open? I'm doing it so long, maybe? Well, uh, to
7: be honest with you, we are uh, self-supported by our uh, members. Uh, I have been told many, many times by foundations that the audience that we serve is not as needy as others, when in fact you have the people that make the donations to charity and, and in many cases are the lifeblood of the city. Um, out of work, but, um, I, uh, you know, we finally evolved to a, um, self-supported organization and we continue, you know, one day at a time.
6: That is incredible. Take me through the process of when someone comes to you and they're out of work, they've just mm-hmm. been laid off. What is your process for helping them?
7: Well, the, the first thing is, uh, I will usually talk to them one-on-one after a meeting and kind of get a feel for their heartbeat. And what I mean by that is uh, where are they in the process? Do they have a resume? Have they ever start? Have they ever had a job before, uh, et cetera? And also take their temperature in terms of where they are uh, emotionally because, uh there is an emotional wave that people encounter while they are out of work. And if you are angry or if you are depressed and you have, um, kind of cocooned, it will show, it will show in the way that you talk. It will show in the way that you write and it will show in the way that you communicate. And, uh, you know, I'm not a therapist, nor do I pretend to be, but um, the magic is in the listening. And if you can point the person in the right direction and show them the emotional process, because frankly, when I was out of work, I thought I was going crazy because the highs were much higher and the lows were so much lower. Uh, and I did reach a point where I shut down and kept wondering, why isn't there somebody out there to show the way? Uh, Then once we know where the person is, um, there is a, a, a series of things that we do. The most important thing for any of our viewers and listeners out there is you need to have a 30 second commercial or elevator speech. And what that does is that is a forward, forward-looking uh, statement that talks about the very best of your past and where you want to go to in the future. And the reason why that's so important is that is the bedrock of your job search. It appears in different forms on your resume, on your business card, on your LinkedIn profile, and uh, I think I said resume, and of course the critical answer to the first question of any interview, which is, tell me about yourself. Uh, And that takes a a fair amount of um, soul searching, if you will, to to get to that point. But until you have that, until you know where you want to go, doing anything else uh, is really pointless, because if a person asks you you know, where do you want to go next if you can't tell them in three or four sentences, you're not ready to job search effectively. And I know there's a lot of people out there that do that, but
1: they don't do it successfully. Interesting. So so they don't do it successfully. And why is that? Uh,
7: because. There are other different things that that you can do once you build that that point. Um, Most people do not know that 80% of all jobs never hit the internet. Uh, And what I mean by that is saw the position, applied for the position, negotiated for the position, got the job started. Now, I'm not saying that people won't have to go out on the internet and, and fill in know a company profile or what have you but if you think about it who would you rather hire someone you know or someone that person a friend of yours knows or a complete stranger and uh networking is a series of warm connections that you make throughout your job search and So many people either don't understand that or are reluctant to um, bother people when there is a tool as great as LinkedIn, which will allow you to make connections with people and add them to your LinkedIn community and allow you to network in a non-threatening way with a large group of folks who can give you advice because when you're interview uh, informational interviewing oh absolutely uh and, and that's a great question uh having gone through that uh successful people in their professional life give 150 percent that's that's why they're successful and their professional life and their personal life become tightly entwined. And when that is jerked out from underneath you, exactly, uh, it's a, a hard, free fall. And when you hit the concrete, it, it takes a long time to get up. And so, Jen, to answer your question, what I always recommend, and it takes time, is to learn that you yourself are not tied to any one job, and as difficult as it was to get dumped, there are better things for you in the future. And as we go back and work on people's resumes, we always believe in problem, action, result statements. Now, what that has to do with the person who just lost their job, once they get a chance to recover, when we go back, and look at all of their accomplishments at the XYZ company, all of a sudden the light goes on and they realize everything that they learned and everything that they accomplished. And that helps them in some way process the violation and the anger and the depression um, that they uh, feel as a result. And oh, by the way, anger, I always say is righteous anger. Because it's important to know that it's perfectly okay to be angry. Uh, It's how you work through the anger that is so important. Um, Anger turned inwards is depression. And if you become depression, if you become depressed, excuse me, um, you shut down. And um, that's why it's important to understand the entire cycle of job loss. It, It
1: mirrors. Uh, right elizabeth kubler Ross's work, so neil, I'm sorry, go ahead uh, absolutely no, and so Jen, what are your thoughts when you're hearing what Damien's bringing up today about the job market and how people get frustrated and they're unemployed absolutely Thank you. um you're welcome neil yeah no what did you, what did you want to add to what Jen was saying, Damien uh, she is uh
7: absolutely uh correct uh, I uh had a uh, a job at one of our local affiliates. Um, I had served as their job search expert for 18 years. And uh, the the way that I was um, let go uh, was devastating. And uh, to this day, uh, I have a hard time doing regional television just because of the way that I was treated. So what that has to do with Jen is, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it takes a lot of work and sometimes a long time
1: to work through everything that, uh, that happened to you. So you have to talk to those people in so many ways, Damien, that have gone through when you're doing your weekly calls to hear from them and understand the pain they went through by being unemployed. They might have quit the job because they just decided they couldn't take it anymore. And they had no, and they had, that's the only option they could do. That's happened, right? People that just couldn't stand the job and just said, I need out. And now I'll go look. Um,
7: I can tell you that within the past six months, there was someone that I worked with who despised his boss so badly that he went out and he bought a gun and he started making plans in terms of what he was going to do. And I just happened to call him out of the blue and say, hey, you know, how are things going? And he told me. And in the end, he he didn't do that. Uh, And he did resign. And the minute he got out, he saw life from a completely different angle because no longer was there people in his life putting a thumb on him and pushing him down. And, you know, now he's in a very active and engaging job search while, oh, by the way, he went out and got a job about uh, four weeks later to stop the loss and continues to job search. And,
1: you know, I continue to, uh, to coach him, you know, to this day that's great you found them for sure so jen i know you want to ask uh damien his gratitude moment because what he's doing is tremendous work
6: thank you so much wow anil i just i love this part of my life what can i say especially in these times these trying times that we have with covid um it's so hard sometimes to get through the day especially if you're out of work so i would say to go and reach out to damien burkle um reach out to him he also has a uh, article how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich we didn't <laughs> get this part
0: but that
6: up i love that because sometimes it's just hard yeah. right and we need to get into the simplicity of life um and i have to thank you i have to thank you for going this direction with your life you could have done anything but to help people get through this transition this detour that's happened And become brighter on the other side of it to get people who are desperate and you can't see any hope to shine the light on them because there's so many more gifts for them to open up in their life. I believe if you have one, there's another one waiting that that we have all of those keys for gratitude. And I just want to thank you for being on the show today for everyone listening on the show. Remember, you're loved, you're blessed and you're sacred. I love you. Have a beautiful day.